Man, you know, it all started as me being an artist, producer, manager of a lot of artists around here. And um, I really got, you know, I started DJing and doing my thing and got into the clubs doing my thing. And <laughs> I joined a, a, a dope DJ crew called Fleet DJs. Uh-huh. And um, I got on about 10 different radio stations in Atlanta, Houston, you know, Miami. And um, an individual by the name of Jay Shields who works with Soldier Boy uh-huh. um, end up bumping into him on the Internet. I see he had an award show called the SEM Awards. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to make a theme song for his award show. He don't got one. <laughs> so I made the theme song. Um, he instantly called me right back like, yo, the theme song is dope. Nobody ever did anything for me without asking for anything. Man, I see you've been doing your thing on the radio. Do you want to run Soldier Boy Radio? Yeah. So I'm like instantly like, no brainer. <laughs> yeah, let me run Soldier Boy Radio. Right. So he's like, man, give me a couple weeks and then hit me back and let me know when you're ready. So, you know, I waited that couple of weeks, and then I hit him back. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And then he said, man, um, I'm just watching you. You a boss. He's like, if I hire you at Soldier Boy Radio, I can fire you. <laughs> he said, why not start your own radio station? And, you know, and I always thought about doing it and wanted to, but I'm like, man, it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. I mean, the amount of money it's going to take to do this, I don't know if I got it. You know, it's just so many doubts that I had. But he like, man, you a boss. You got this. So, you know, he ended up connecting me with, you know, his person that helped build Soldier Boy Radio. Uh-huh. And, man, it was history from there, man. April 18, 2020, we was out here. And it started, man. You know? It's so funny to me, man, how, how Soldier Boy is somehow <laughs> intricately tied to this, like, Carbondale Entertainment story. Yeah. Like, and in that, like, it, at multiple points, right? Cor- yeah, you know, Cor- when, when Cortland did the podcast, he was talking about going back and forth yeah. on this, you know, obscure digital chart with Soldier Boy yeah. back in the day. And now, like, this is just as much part of, like, the next yeah. step of everything. Like, we just connected with Soldier Boy's manager. I, I, I think I think we need to get Soldier out here because he got it's a lot of connection here, yeah. man. We we need to have that bring that into the zone, man. Because like you said, it's a lot of connection. When um, Cortland and Rest in Peace, little action, you know, Pop it all boys was doing that thing with yeah. that crank that Batman. They were battling crank that Soldier Boy. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You know, and it was just back and forth, man. Yeah. And the come 360 again, Soldier Boy's manager, his management hooks it up where I get the station. It's a blessing. It, it, it's, I mean, it, it's just, it's serendipitous when yeah. stuff like this happens. You're just like, the, yeah. the, some, something here is supposed to happen. Like yeah. all, all that, all that, uh, all that, uh, you know, energy years ago where it's like Soldier Boy won out then, but that just came back came around, around, came yeah. back around. And that feeds right. I mean, you were, you were talking about Cortland being on the show, you know, like every Monday, yeah. like as what you were making was growing and how that's led to all this other activity going on right now where like, People are still anchored into anchored Carbondale, in, yeah. but, like, they're going other places and doing big things. They got to, man. You know, when it comes down to it, you're like, you know, like you said, um, for the first year, you know, me and Cortland did, you know, Jabray Mondays. Yeah. So he was doing them dope videos. He was doing the dope remixes. Oh, I forget, yeah, he did the Ja Rule video on the stage right oh, here. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's dude, what I'm saying. Dude, that, that, that um, the fog machine. That yeah. day was hilarious because it wasn't like just a just a typical like hazer for like a stage show, right? It was yeah. just a straight fog machine, like would be in a haunted house or something, okay. just like blowing everywhere. Blowing and, it, and like the the idea was like, how do you get in a room with no people? How do you get it to look like it's a it's room full. full of people that yeah. he's playing to? And yeah. it came out awesome. Yeah, it, was it was dope, man. I looked at that video. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> and you know, we went from every Monday calling in while he was down in uh, Miami with Pitbull writing. Yeah. He was calling from the studio like, yo, we got to do the Jabray Monday, you know. <laughs> he was then there writing with Keisha Cole. He's like, yo, we ready to go, bro. Yeah. Um, you get, he you had know, to stay on it. He had to stay on it, you know. And, you know, and, and that was big, like, to have radio every Monday, you know, for, for his career and like that. So, man, I salute him, man. He's definitely doing great things for Carbondale, man. What What is it like to just look in your phone and see these numbers just fly back at you, right? Because, like, I, I'm, I mean, I'll be straight up, man. Like, I had no conceptualization of, like, what 
the impact of your show was until we were just sitting down talking before the show. Like I thought, I was like, oh man, Unree's just kind of doing this show and you know, it's some local artists and it's some whatever. And it's, you know, it's cool. It's like what everybody else has got going on. And then no, it is not like what everybody else has going on right now. Nah, man. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing, man. Cause like, let's, let's talk, man. I had um, Sounds of Blackness. I've had Maya. Mm-hmm. I've had 112. I've had uh, Lyrica Anderson. I've had Just Brittany. Um, my Hattie from um, Tyler Perry. Uh-huh. I've had all these, you know, celebrities and superstars, man, on my station, interviewing them, you <laughs> know. Um, and it's been crazy, man, because it's like, you know, Carbondale. Yeah. And we got all these different entities coming through, you know, the station and interviewing them. It's been like, really like a blast from the past. Yeah. Like some like, you know, I couldn't even imagine happening. But it's like a reality. It's like, man, I've been tied to music for so long. Yeah. It's about time. Well, and that is what a transition, right, for episode 76 of the WTF Carbondale podcast, where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives, and we tie it all back together to this little old place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois. For this episode, Henri Wesley is my guest. And, uh, man, I just – you got it, dude. I and I, And I love – Beyond beyond just the work, right? It's it's keeping in earnest like mm-hmm. the value of this place, right? Yeah. You're not just like, oh, I'm gonna try and get the station up yeah. and going. I'm running away, yeah. and that's that, and yeah. whatever Carbondale. It's like you are you are like, how do I act as a magnet for this activity? How do I how do I draw in this activity to here? And it's you're doing it man. like the reason I'm doing it because you're yeah. from here, man. I'm from here, man. I love Carbondale. I love Southern Illinois, 618, man, it's in my blood. <laughs> and, you know, and my, my thought process was this. It's like a lot of artists don't have the opportunity to get BDS and digital radio track spins, yeah. be in the same room with those um, superstars and celebrities from around the world. So I'm like, you know what? The best way I can do this is to start this radio station and allow those individuals from my area to have the opportunity to be on radio, yeah. to be interviewed, to be in the room with those those individuals because now I'm no longer just the DJ, I'm a radio station owner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a part of the major press. So now when I go, if you give me your promotionals or whatever you want to do, I can take you with me. Yeah. Did you ever think that this is where things would land? Was Not there ever was there any even an attempt or it was just all organic? It just happens because when you're the right place, right time, right person, that's how things happen. Pandemic, man. <laughs> it was the pandemic, man. Like, you know, at the at that time, you know, it's been a lot of different things going on during the pandemic, man. I lost my father to Damn. COVID, you know what I'm saying? Um, on the day my radio station launched, I lost my second mom, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it... it, it, it Two of my business partners that I did a lot of my DJing up and down the highway in Memphis and Atlanta, they died uh, five days apart from COVID in in June, you know what I'm saying, in 2020, man. Like, 2020 was a crazy time for me, but at the end of the day, it allowed me to do this because I wasn't working. Yeah. I was working at the school. We were off because of COVID. Yeah. So... And that whole time I was off from that March into that April, the radio station was born. So, you know. Has I, it has it been something that's been there to help you handle grief when it's been ever present in this time? Oh, man. I You know, I've been able to do so many things with that. Like, you know, me and my wife does a show on Saturdays called Soul Talk where we mm-hmm. talk love, marriage, and everything in between. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so we talk a lot of, you know, funny topics, you know, love relationship kids family you know that's brought my family closer together you know what i'm saying and like you said it's been a coping mechanism because every monday wednesday and friday i'm live on air from four to six and i get a chance to you know just be free dj play music you know bring great vibes into the environment and you know and interview some of the dopest talent from around the world you know and and just just live man be be happy, you know, yeah. and, and, and what I, I love music, man. I love entertainment, I, all those things. And just investing in people's goals and their dreams and seeing people so happy. Like, you know, 
one of the interviews I did like last week, somebody was like, yo, this is the first time I ever been on radio. It's the first time I ever been interviewed. <laughs> I never heard my song on here, you uh-huh. know, and they like, you know, and I hear their family in the back just screaming because I'm playing the record. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know what? This is what you do it for yeah. to get these opportunities to individuals who never thought they could be on radio. Yeah. Who never thought they would be getting interviewed, you know, and it's just like, man, that's just the joy right there, man. Dude, it's like it's like giving people money, man. And and here's where I'm you know, I'm a I am a I'm I think a lot about what transactions among mm-hmm. individual human beings looks mm-hmm. like in a digital world where paper money doesn't right. matter as much as so many other things. One of those things is exposure, yeah. right? And when you trade in that, it's like taking a suitcase yeah. with $10,000 in it mm-hmm. and just handing it to somebody, somebody yeah, right? Yeah. And like that's what some people don't understand is like that even though it doesn't take any more energy to have a major star on as it does somebody who's never dropped a track on radio before, Yeah, that the value of what you're doing to somebody and the expressive nature of how somebody engages yeah. in that is is itself more rewarding than any dollar bill that anybody could ever have handed over to him. I mean, ultimately, probably because it translates into the dollar yeah. bills. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true, man, because, you know, looking at it, like if you go to my website, you know, which is hits, H-I-T-Z 1073.com, uh-huh. you can see maybe as a... Um, Megan the Stallion video because mm-hmm. I got videos on there like one of her videos she got out but then I have a Cortland video or I have a Bridge Lane video yeah. or I have a Sean Bennett video somebody from the area sitting right next to somebody that's already out there yeah the the strategy is if they come to the site and they see that they might click the next one up under it mm-hmm. the exposure is going to be there you just got to put it in the right places. Well, and you, and another thing we were talking about beforehand uh, was just, you know, some of, some of how the, the radio station makes its way, right? Yeah. You were talking about just having people that are, that are real stars yeah. and, like, people that are also re-emerging stars, yeah. right, that have been stars and are coming yeah. back, reach out to you and be like, hey, I want to use the vehicle that you've created to reach out and, like, reestablish a relationship with listeners Facts. you know i don't want to go to some Facts. big radio station mm-hmm. that's you know mm-hmm. some iheart radio yeah. or that, whatever else to do yeah. this i want to do this with right. with you i want to do it with you because it's too many it's too many loops and hoops to jump through if you're going to iheart they're gonna yeah. make you jump 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 you know like um erica banks let's talk erica banks let's man. talk erica banks man, man. when oh, when, God, when the, I, I can't believe that this is what this podcast when, has turned into man. When, like when, i'm when, like i feel special dude like Having yeah. you on, yeah. having Hollywood on, yeah. having Cortland on, having any number of performers on, like already, and I'm only yeah. on episode 76, and yeah. like people are coming in and dropping real yeah. names yeah. on this, and it's like this is the kind of work we're doing. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you're good. off. I'm, I know I'm you're really good. excited you're about good. what you're you guys are bringing yeah. to me as well. Oh, it's man, just it's, it's, all, it's, it's all good, man. <laughs> we appreciate you for giving us a platform yeah, to be able to talk, man. You know what I'm saying? Like Erica Banks, you know, before the busted single even went where it went, I had her on my station, uh-huh. and I told her it was in the August August. Last August, before before she signed the deal with um, uh, Epic, uh-huh. I said, "Man, that busted single." I said, "You're about to be a superstar," you know. Um, and I had her on, and we had a dope interview, and then we had her on a conference call with the Fleet DJs. And to this day, like I have her phone number in my phone. If I want to text her to do uh, a drop or yeah. anything, you know. She cool because at the end of the day, I invested in her without wanting the investment yeah. because I seen she had a dope record. I loved the record. And I said, man, you're going to sign a deal. You about to go somewhere. And, <laughs> and in December, she signs the deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And one of the first messages I got back from her management to her was like, man, you said it in August. Yeah. In December, we signed the deal. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, being able to touch those type of artists. Yeah. On their way up, like Rennie Rucci, um, you know, Fujiano, all these different artists, they've been on the station, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a, a real close connection with Authentic Empire, which is yeah. one of the biggest labels out right now. They call me directly. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, 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 man, like, hey, man, um, we got um, Fujiano. Hey, man, we got um, uh, my man at Sing Hitting. We got um, Gucci. We got 1017. Anybody you need or anybody you want to interview, 
we got the connection to them, you know. Yeah. And it's just by giving, creating a vehicle. Mm -hmm. As a as a label, you need radio space, radio place, and all that for yeah. your for your artists. And man. whatever it looks like in the modern day and age, right? Radio play isn't oh, how close are you to some antenna so that you can turn up and like right. you know hope that the signal yeah. stays in. It's like yeah. radio is. You know, just like a telephone isn't a telephone anymore, right. yeah. radio isn't radio anymore. No. And wherever you make it from, yeah. it's not about that. It's where you send it to, and you can send it to anywhere. Yeah, traditional radio is not gone, Yeah, but digital radio has taken over. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because now I can be have an internet station and be all over the world at the same time. Yeah. So like you said, I don't, you don't have to come to my studio to make it happen now. We can get you the same spins, the same plays, and do all the same things as traditional radio. Does, so, do these metrics actually add up to like the whatever the traditional broadcast metrics are? Do these play into that? So, like spins and other things oh, like that oh, yeah. that that, that uh, oh, yeah. impact chart activity. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, okay. I'm 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 Nielsen BDS. Okay. Um. Um. I have. Is, so is Nielsen? Did Nielsen merge with with with? BDS is that what that? No, I got all, I got Nielsen, I got BDS. Okay, I, sorry, I, I, yeah, yeah, said, I, yeah. Like I, I have you know I have BMI ASCAP. Anything uh, that you need to get your, your in. I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all your streaming needs, yeah. everything. You know, I paid for the licenses to make sure my station was exactly where it needed to be. I wanted to be traditional and digital yeah. all at the same time and allow artists to have the opportunity to really flourish. Dude, I'm I'm so bought into that concept, man. Of like what. What is this? And, you know, I, I talk about it in the sense of, you know, what is what is that gap that we've got a bridge between a digital space and a physical space? I'm sorry. I'm sitting here like running around with my microphone here because I for I don't have more than one mic clip right now. So that's <laughs> why this looks real weird. Anybody was anywho. So, <laughs> the, um, you know, I, I talk about it in a sense of digital and physical spaces, but it's just as much the same in in talking about and a, a, a traditionally analog media in a transition to a digital space and all of that activity that goes along with it and then how it all plays back when you're trying to replicate what that analog or in-person feel mm -hmm. feels like so the mm -hmm. reason why people still tune in and 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 correct me if i'm assuming wrong in in what i start saying here but that there is a live component to this there is an in oh, the yeah. moment aspect oh, yeah. of what you're producing that makes it media that people still crave it's one thing to have you know the ability to click on youtube or spotify or whatever mm -hmm. and play something on demand but what if the thing that you demand is to be there in the moment experiencing yeah. it with somebody yeah that people love the studio man. yeah that's the first thing they like yo if we doing an interview can i come to the studio can we do this thing yeah. live you know it's something special about the live aspect that's why when i you know i have probably about 10 or 12 maybe 15 mix shows on yeah. my station where dj's sitting there mixing i program it you know it feels live mm -hmm. because i that's how that's the aspect <laughs> yeah. i want it yep. but it's not actually live but for me when I'm not live on radio, it's a different feel. Yeah. Like, you, you get a certain kind of energy. I get the same energy when I was a performer, mm -hmm. performing on stage or when I'm in a club DJing or doing... I get that same energy when I'm on radio. I'm putting on a show for people to be entertained, man. It's something special and magnetic about it. Yeah. 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 yeah I That's love it, man. That's not... Nope. Nope. Don't need, <laughs> don't need that phone call now. Hey, I'm good, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. He'll know when he sees the podcast. Anyway, so the... um. <laughs> the uh now where am i going with this i'm all froze up man that's all I, good i don't usually get uh i don't usually get there that's what happens when a, when a phone call buzzes in mm -hmm. the um the the outreach mm -hmm. component of this now i got it all i got it all fucked up i'm literally gonna have to go back and cut this part out. i don't usually edit the podcast because of myself but here i am <laughs> the um but no, the the one one of the things i want to jump into on on transitions you were talking about just giving people something for nothing simply mm -hmm. for the fact that you value them and what they're trying to do so yeah. give them that attention give them that activity because it doesn't cost you anything extra to make that happen right, right? you right. can just provide that of your own accord yeah. and that 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 leads me into the interaction that i had with seth a couple of weeks back because that was crazy to me too man when i was like yeah so i just you know bumped into this guy whose car broke down at walmart yeah. and like he needed yeah. a ride home and whatever else and like 
I didn't know dude from Adam. And then he starts right. talking about you know, all the stuff that he's got going on. I'll save that for him to spoil on his own podcast when I get him in here. But mm-hmm. like, and then when I was talking about that, you were like, yeah, man, Seth is the dude that called the ambulance when <laughs> yeah. I took the hard hit yeah. and, and ended up paralyzed, man. It's just, it's a, it's an interesting world the way it all goes around, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's my guy, man. All world Seth Smith, man. You know, <laughs> he used to run these sidelines and, and, and run the field crazy. Michigan set the record for the longest, you know, kickoff return, man. Like dude was an amazing athlete, but yeah, he's the one man. He was out there. He had came back from Michigan and um, he was out there at camp, and yeah, he the one ran up there with that, uh, with that, with that quick speed, man, and called the ambulance, man, Damn. from when I took the hit, man. You know, it was, it was crazy. You know, being a 16 year old kid, able to, you know, backflip, run fast, Damn, do anything dude. I wanted to be able to do. You know, mm-hmm. to being laying on the ground, feeling your body vibrate from head to toe like your foot is sleeping, you can't even lift your arms up. Yeah. You know, in a blink of an eye. You know, it's it was it was crazy, man. But you know, through everything, you know, take the good with the bad and keep moving, man. <laughs> Got to. Did you? Did you? I mean, did it? Did it take time to develop this attitude after uh, after the hit, or has this been something that, man, you've just always had this mindset, and like it's just it transitioned from one man, one kind of life it, to the next. It's called it's called man having an amazing mother in your life that, that taught you morals and values. You know, um, we was in church ever since we were kids and she always instilled in me, you know, no matter what you're going through, keep pushing, you know, life is going to be different for every individual. And from day one, you know, um, as I laid on that ground, I was scared out of my mind being 16 years old, you know, can't move body vibrating head to toe. And, um, they put me in the ambulance. They can't get the helmet off in Carbondale. So they fly me to um, Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And then um, they finally get the helmet off, put me in the MRI machine, man, shave my head, ball, screw some screws in my skull on both sides, put 10 pounds of weight on my head, and have me laying flat on my back. And it's like, yo, um, I don't know what the next step or what's about to happen because they're not telling me. they talking to my mom and telling her. Mm-hmm. But um, my mom just sobbing on the side of the bed. And God spoke to me at that moment. He said, you know what? It's time to be selfless. This woman that gave her life to you. It's time to take her pain and turn it around. So from that point on, I said these words, and I said, man, quit crying. We're going to live life like suppo- we supposed to live life. Mm-hmm. Everything going to be all right. At that moment, I felt peace, and she stopped crying. And when I woke up from surgery the next day, it was go time. <laughs> it's been go time ever since. <laughs> ever since. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it's been go time. You know what I'm saying? It, hey, no excuses. You know, yeah. I tell my kids this. No matter what you're going through, it's my motto. No matter what you're going through, somebody going through something worse. Don't complain. Yeah. It could be worse. <laughs> and then you give him the, the next step of fatherly advice. Yeah, yeah. You want me to make, make it worse? worse? Yeah, I'll make, make it, it worse. worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You know? Yeah, you know, you can you you can you, you can complain all you want to, but yeah. complain is not gonna do nothing. Uh. Put some action in, man. You know. <laughs> Any small little action that you can do can make it better, man. So, you know, oh, just man. keep pushing, man. That's it, bro. My kids got a lot of tree limbs to pick up in the yard. Oh yeah, they were doing all sorts of complaining yesterday. Okay, and then their and then their <laughs> and then their granddad came over and cut some more limbs up today, and I'm sure they're complaining even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the, that's these new age kids, man. It's oh. like you know, I growing up in Carbondale, man. I man, we we couldn't wait to get to the spec. That's yeah. what, that's I lived. I was born and raised in Tatum Heights. You know, um, we had a a little spot out there called the spec. We had an eight foot rim and a 10 foot. Uh-huh. So um, growing up as kids, um, you couldn't play on the eight foot <laughs> because all the older kids was playing on the uh-huh. eight foot. So you uh-huh. had to wait till late at night when they were all gone, then you could play, you know, and we called it a spec because of the spectrum, Dr. J, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And it was some amazing games going on out there. We had Troy Hudson out there. We had uh, Rashad Tucker, um, my brother, Donald Green, um, all the berries, um, anybody that act, uh, Sean Tinsley, you uh-huh. know, we got spec legends, my brother, Big Pooh, man, rest in peace to him, man. And, um, you know, we had a lot of people out there and growing up as a kid, man, we played baseball, 
We play soccer, play football, play basketball. And you don't see that now, man. A lot of these kids, they hate outside. Yeah. They hate to sweat. They hate to, <laughs> they hate to pick up something. They don't want to walk. They want to play the game. Yeah. You know, it's and you know, and just gr- growing up in Carbondale, knowing like these were things that were amazing. Like seeing how dead the mall is. Like I, I live to go to the mall on Saturdays yeah. and all like that and just walk around through the mall. It's not there no more, man. Dude, here's here's what made me so excited when you started talking like just how many doors that this activity in the past year has opened up for you and all this activity that you got going on. Because, you know, I, I keep talking about it on the podcast, this Creator Dale idea of getting mm-hmm. 100 people doing all sorts of different stuff, mm-hmm. making all sorts of types of media, just interacting with one another. Everybody's getting featured on everybody else's stuff because you're just living life with each other. Yeah. Right? And when you were like, yeah, man, I've got all these people that are doing all these things and – you're just like telling me that this vision that I've got of like seeing that mall and those old anchor stores mm-hmm. get turned into, mm-hmm. you know, production studios where people just like want to go, whether you're local people that just want to show mm-hmm. up and like record something small or whether mm-hmm. you're you know, a big outfit coming out of Nashville or Chicago or, you know, Atlanta, St. Louis, wherever that just needs some cheap production space to go yeah. into in like a place that's got all sorts of natural beauty all the way around it, right? You can go get bluffs, you can go get swamps, you can go yeah. get prairie, whatever, like whatever sort of outdoor environment you yeah. need, it's here in Southern Illinois, but yeah. then like you have a production space Let's to back, back that up, up on the other end yeah. when you need to be here for three months at a time. It's like, that would be dope. What you have shared with me tells me that this dream is not out of the realm of possibility oh, no. at all. I oh, know it's not far fetched. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 a possibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we can make that a real reality because it's so many talented individuals here in Southern Illinois. Like when we were talking earlier, like you said, we got SIU that got film school. You got yeah. a lot of different studios that people are doing film. You got a lot of different photographers yeah. and all these different oh, things. Oh man, the, the photographers yeah. are crazy, man. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah. Like we've got some good photographers yeah. in town yeah, doing man. So it's like those things are definitely, and then, like you said, with the bluffs, with the area, like, it's nowhere, like, really around the world that you can get, like, the atmosphere that Southern yeah. Illinois has, man. Yep. We need to make this, we need to find some way to expose this so people yeah. will start coming. Well, and everybody, I mean, you see, yeah. like, a, like, a hit show, like an Ozarks, mm-hmm. or like a Walking mm-hmm. Dead, or whatever yeah. else, and, you know, all yeah. this stuff that's, you know, f- everything that's stamped filmed film in Georgia, Georgia. now. Yeah. There's no reason that that's not a slice <laughs> of the, the pie that we yeah. shouldn't have just a little bit, man. Just like, a, a, the tiniest sliver of that creative pie mm-hmm. changes the entire long-term outlook for this town. Yeah. Right. And I just, you know, the, and you, you know, it's, it's a mix of things, right. When you, when you work to launch people, Mm -hmm. right. Like you have to be able to send out, uh, you know, what are essentially ambassadors for your home. Yeah. Right. And, and I say that in, in like a Cortland in a, in a Sean, in a, you know, they're, they're just easy ones that I can go to and and pick up on, but there's so many folks and Mm -hmm. any number of students that come to SIU Mm -hmm. and then go elsewhere and they've got just as much of a fond memory, even Mm -hmm. though they've only spent two or three years, four years, five years here, whatever, Mm -hmm. like being able to produce those folks. And then everybody's always, always talking about Carbondale. And then everybody always wants to know what's going on in Carbondale. Oh, well, what is anything happening there? Is anything going on? What's, you know, what's, you know, what, what do we need to do? And it's like, okay, we'll give them something, give them something to talk about when they're in LA, when they're in Chicago, when they're in New York, when they're in Atlanta to just point back to Carbondale and say, Hey, it's quiet, yeah, but it's happening. Man, it's that mystery of that Carbondale SIU being the number one party school in America, <laughs> you know, and people yeah. still are like, you know what? I want to see why it was that, yeah. you know. Um, let me go there and see what's going on in Carbondale that made it the number one party school in America. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like we need to tap back into that. Yeah. We need to find some way to bottle that and bring it back <laughs> some kind of way. You know, yeah. we don't have to bring it all the way back, no. but we need to be able to bring some of that back to bring some life back into the town. Man. Yeah, you, you got to be able to pour a glass of it and have yeah. a sip of it on yeah. Friday, Friday night. night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real talk. You know, just just a little sample of yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Not an overload, uh-huh. but enough to make that Friday night amazing. Yep. You know, I think that would be like, and that would help the entertainment value go up with some of these artists that's out here. 
they don't have real stages to perform on. Yeah. They don't have real opportunities to be exposed. Yep. By bringing that back, that will give them an opportunity. Well, and this, and this becomes a model for so many other places, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like Carbondale is the only place that has some sort of talent just right. floating around the area. But, like, right. there aren't a whole lot of, you know, semi-rural areas like ours where entire networks of folks are coming out of right. and able to represent on the other end of. Even, even – you know, you, you look at something maybe comes out of Ohio, mm -hmm. right? Like there's still, you know, folks may still be coming mm -hmm. out of, you know, towns that are mm -hmm. 100 or 200,000 people, mm -hmm. you know, uh, strong. Like we're, we're talking about being able to produce this activity out of a place that's got just a little <laughs> over 20,000 people yeah. living here. And that gives you that small town essence yeah. with that, like, you know, mm -hmm. with that big city production aspect to it. And now all of a sudden, okay, well, it does, does any old, you know, kid that thinks they've got stars in their eyes do they look at carbon and go maybe i can try and do something here before i have to go try and make it in chicago before i have to go try and make it in nashville wherever else i can just stop off in carbondale you know polish myself up and keep going yeah. you know can we be that talent factory and that's what again man i just go back to because yeah. that's what you're doing <laughs> man, man carbondale can be the talent factory because you know being starting Back when I started in the 90s, in 96, yeah. I'm dating myself for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know um, back in the 90s, man, I man, I had Cortland, you know, and, and the Pivot Off Boys, Bridge Lane, um, you know, just a slew of artists that came through and and was doing music, you know, um, Sir Q. He, you know, I had, to get, I had to give him so much love, man, because yeah. him and Sir Q... His brother DJ Manny Man was the first people that actually he was actually rapping. Mm -hmm. You know, saying so he had a song called Problem Child was one of the dopest records I've ever heard still <laughs> to today. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? He was the only one rapping. They took me and was like, yo, um, he go to beat machine, he go Doctor Five O Five, bought a rifle sound core. You know, and that's where it all started at, man. You know, you it's, know, it's crazy that we've even had these guys here to help make that stuff go, right? Having Joe, yeah, having Robbie, yeah, having yeah, these world class yeah, like production yeah, yeah. people that are just just like the dude down the street that's yeah. there for you. Yeah, man. Like everything I got, like most of my equipment, I bought it from Soundcore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I've done the, the, the tons of shows I did at Hangar 9, the old Hangar 9, yeah. Robbie was the engineer. When I've done events and parties, other different places, and I need a little bit of extra equipment, I call Robbie. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Robbie, I need you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And he came through. You know, it's, it's just like this is a small community, and when people actually see that you got the joy and the love for the people here, they'll work with you, man. So yeah. it's just, I mean, I, I, lo I love it, man. So how did you get into your, like, DJ network that you're in now? You were talking about that. Can you okay. give a, just a little bit more okay. insight Fleet on Fleet DJs, man. I, 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 I go to a, a award show called the Southern Entertainment Awards. Okay. I've been going since 2008. I won that in the song contest. Uh -huh. I wrote a song, ended up winning the song contest, ended up opening up the award show. And um, the Fleet DJs, they were down there. Mm -hmm. And that was 2008. I wasn't even a DJ then. I was, <laughs> a, I was an artist. Uh -huh. But I just loved the way they moved. And I'm like, man. So, you know, full circle. Um, 20 years, almost 10, 20 years later. Uh -huh. Real talk. Um, not 20 years later. You're, about, you're, you're like 13. About 13 <laughs> years. About, about 11 years later, because I've been in two years. 11 uh -huh. years later, I'm, now I'm a DJ. But I've been DJing for a while. And um, it's a lady by the name of Most Precious. She mm -hmm. out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I was doing some events and parties, and she called me. She was like, yo, have you ever thought about joining the Fleet DJs? And my, and my heart jumped. Because I'm like, <laughs> Fleet DJs, I remember. That's all, you know. And mm -hmm. um, I put the application in. they like, man, send us a 15-minute mix. Send them the 15-minute mix. Um, they called me back instantly like, yo, you in, you know, um, he go to steps to finish your, you know, your application uh -huh. and then you in, you'll be on probation for so many days and, um, here we go, you know, so I joined the crew, man. And from then it's just, it's just the elevated my DJ career to the level it is. Cause I got in there. Then I end up being, I'm a writer for Apex Couture Magazine. I'm the mm. music editor for that magazine. It's out of Orlando, Florida. Uh -huh. You know, um, I was on 10 radio, had 10 radio shows, which I had none before I started. Mm -hmm. You know, um, 
And then I've done 60 mixtapes in this process of being <laughs> with them, you know, um, and I've been on so many different networks and, and Roku TV and all these different things. Um, messing with the fleet DJs, man. You know, we're a powerful crew, man. We got DJs in every city on every continent, man. Yeah. So, I mean, having that network is what makes it work. Yeah, man. And we, you know, we, we got models, we got comedians, we got um, TV, we got uh, makeup artists, uh-huh. you know, anything that you could do in entertainment and all that. They in the crew, man. And so. people miss it, man. People don't understand how much there is in entertainment. Like, they, they see the people on screen and they think, that's it, right? Yeah. You know, it's not until you're in industry, until you're actually participating in production that you understand it's everybody from the catering crew yeah. and the light person, the the hair and makeup, yeah. the the carpenters and the and the and the painters the anybody to build a set true the engineers i mean true. just a, a single a single production isn't just about the individual that you see in front of the camp oh, it man. is about everybody that props it up behind that and that's the other thing that we were yeah. i think we were talking about at some point in time too was just like yeah. that there's the you know people just don't they yeah. don't necessarily get it unless yeah. <laughs> they're in the mix yeah man it's about the show man and i always say that when i dj if it's four djs in the room i don't care which dj is turning the party up if it's you turning the party up i'll be your hype man yeah it's about the show <laughs> it's not about who's doing it it's about the show yep. if i'm djing and i'm turning it up be my hype man yeah because at the end of the day we trying to put on an epic show mm-hmm. man and you know and that's what it's about man and that's what my dj crew like we're a family man i like i said last week we just left jacksonville florida we had our annual conference man turned the city up man and um brought a lot of dope artists brought all these djs and all these different industries mm-hmm. these labels these, you know, all the the promotional people, all in the one room and one area for three or four days to allow artists the opportunity to network and be there. You know, so these are the things that's possible and capable to be able to be in the area, man. Yeah. No, that's that is. Yeah, that's it. I just um I and and I had you know we 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 had talked about doing some some activity together but but hadn't done a done a lot yet so again i didn't have all this context until we really got into it this mm-hmm. evening unry and just I, I just i keep smiling ear to ear man because i can't help it it just i'm going ah <laughs> you know how how many more of us exist in this one little place to do every little facet yeah. that there is you yeah. know in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and and just bring that that full-on lift to town yeah. uh you know and how many more networks are we all are we all plugged into but the um you know, cycling back to out of music and into, you know, other passions, right? Talking about, you know, just wanting to help people grow and help people become just better versions of themselves, right? Is that kind of just a general mindset that drew you into education and recreation, um, you know, both both educationally and then wanting pr- to pursue that professionally on top of all the other stuff you got going on? Man, I like to, <laughs> I like to invest in the people, man. Yeah. You know, I... I, I was always somebody that was a was a dreamer, you uh-huh. know, and and it was a lot of things that I wanted to do in my life that, you know, I just needed somebody else to be able to step in and be like, yo, give me just a little push, uh-huh. you know, give me an opportunity. And, you know, and I like to be that person to be able to give people that opportunity, that ear. If I got something and I know you able to is able, you able to use it to get to the next step, you know, I don't. My what I get from it, my joy is seeing you succeed, you mm-hmm. know. And so, like back to school things, giving kids supplies, and you know, and just bringing in opportunities for the community to come together. Those are the things that bring joy in my life because without that, community is everything. Yeah, you know. And without community, you know, everything else around it dies. So if you invest and feed the community, then everything inside the community can grow. You can't expect something to grow if you don't water it, if you don't nurture it. Yeah. You know, it's like anything you do in life, if you don't nurture it, you don't water it, you don't pay attention to it, you don't go back and check on it, you don't do the things that other people won't do. You know, like my son, I told him, I said, you athlete, while they sleeping, you need to be up playing sports. <laughs> while, they, while they sleeping, you need to be studying. Uh-huh. 
and that's what that's how I was able to you know I got two master's degrees one in education one in recreation mm -hmm. you know while everybody else was sleeping I was studying <laughs> you know while everybody else was was focused on all the other things I was studying I was still doing my other activities but I had my goals I was studying I was focused you have to be able to zero in on the things that are important and mean the most and community first is God second is family third is community and it's all here. It's all here. <laughs> it's all here. You can you can bring all those things together and make something magical. We have an amazing community here. We have some amazing families here. We got we just a lot need of to, churches. We got a lot of church. <laughs> we got a lot of churches here. It just needs to be nurtured, man. Yeah. You know, all these things need to be able to sit down and come together and coexist. Yeah. If we can figure out how to make all these things coexist while supporting each other sky's the limit well and that's and that's the trick in a place like carbondale where the biggest barrier to success yeah is just ourselves yeah right and everybody feeling like we're siloed off yeah and like we got to protect our own tower we mm -hmm. can't let it out to somebody else we can't you know this that the other it's like no everything that we do ought to be open book for everybody else to be hands-on with and if you can produce that yeah Right now, all of a sudden, you know, I call it spinning plates. It's my yeah. spinning plates there. I want to yeah. spin plates yeah. and hand them off. I yeah. spin a plate, yeah. hand, hand it, it off. off. Spin yeah. a plate, hand it off. And watch people just start spinning their own plates and hand them off and hand them off and hand them off until you've got just this network of folks that are making something happen. And they all originate from one, like, yeah. you know, essential space that, that, that is, again, I, I say Carbondale as, as a whole, but however, however it that's that's real business right there. That's yeah. what you're talking about. Just think about it. Jay-Z took title and took it to the brink of where it was at. And uh -huh. then what did he do? He sold it. He spun the plate enough mm -hmm. to get it where he needs to go. Then he handed it off to somebody else to work it. Yep. DJ Khaled. I mean, not DJ Khaled. Um, uh, Swiss Beats mm -hmm. and um, Timberland did the same thing. They took verses to the level where they could spin it enough. Now mm -hmm. they gave it to thr Triller. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the board now. Now y'all spin it a little bit. Yeah. I done done enough with it and exposed enough. Now y'all can do something to take it somewhere else. Yep. That's the best thing to do is to bring the action and then allow other people to bring the action with you. You know what I'm saying? That network. Yep. That's the old adage. Your network is your net worth. The larger the network, the more opportunities you got. Well, and people, right, we, we talk about generational wealth mm -hmm. as a thing that holds so many people up right yeah the reason why you know people like a, a bill gates or a jeff yeah. bezos could be successful because mm -hmm. well they, they already came from people who were wealthy so it was easier yeah. for them to hold up mm -hmm. well if you can extrude or extrapolate that same mm -hmm. functionality of mm -hmm. you know generational wealth out of your mm -hmm. community yeah. to say the yeah. wealth of the community is the wealth of the individual and that is how i'm able to deliver capable folks with resources to market to go out themselves and to bring back yeah. from elsewhere to here more resources to be able to provide more for the people of the place yeah you know that becomes the you know to steal it from t white right that becomes yeah. from, from the, the land, land. right that yeah. is what from the That's land from, yeah. really really means is that you know, you're able to you're able to take it out, but you're able to put it right, right back, back in. in. Real talk. I mean, that that's the thing. We need pop up shops. Yeah. And when these businesses are out there doing that thing, you need to go support them. Yep. You want to buy those major products? Come support somebody that's in your own neighborhood. When we have these shows and these different events and stuff going on, come out and support. We're not saying you have to stay the whole time, but show yeah. your face. Come out, support. Bring a donation if you need to. You know, yeah. whatever whatever you got to do to support, we need the support. You yeah. know, with my station, I got 500K listeners per week. Mm -hmm. That's just that number is crazy to me, man. And that just blows my mind, but it's so real. And you know what I'm saying? But then I look at the number of listeners from this area, and it breaks my heart. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm getting so much love and support outside of the market but i'm doing it for this is what i'm doing it for yeah i'm not doing it for my own gain or wealth i'm doing it for us yeah 
I wanted to bring a platform and some things here that wasn't here and bring some opportunities. Like, yo, you want to advertise your business on here? I ain't finna break your pockets. Yeah. Come on, let's advertise your business. Because I understand by you advertising your business, the people that support your business will support my radio station. Yeah. It all comes together. Let's, let's scratch each other's back. Mm-hmm. Let's pull each other up. I don't want to be the crab in the bucket syndrome. I want to pull you up out of the bucket. Come on out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on out and yeah. get your chance to dance. Because yeah. if, if, I, if I don't, man, man, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't God-like. That ain't Christian-like, man. To watch somebody struggle and you can pull them out, why would you do that? Yeah. Pull them out the bucket. Because what's for you is for you. No matter if you pull them out the bucket and they succeed, you should be happy that you know that person mm-hmm. and they went on to succeed. That's the way of really growing. Yeah. That's the way to really win. And then and then everybody gets to be along for the ride, man. It's it's not like, you know, when people get big, big, right? I'm, yeah. I'm you know, I'm talking Drake yeah. big, right? Yeah. And they, you know, when people start running around with hands out going, yeah. you know, me, 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 right? That's because that person just hasn't happened to have been part of a community yeah. that should have been supportive of them like they were supposed to, yeah. right? You know, any anybody that's just here and along for the ride knows that I don't need to run around with my hand out to the people that are making it because I'm here and I got just as much chance to I make it yeah. because I'm in the mix. I'm part of the story. I'm able to ride along with it. Just because my timeline is not the same as somebody else's mm-hmm. timeline doesn't mean that I'm not due if I keep putting in the work. If you want to be successful, hang around people that are successful. <laughs> yeah. If you want to own a business, hang around people that own business. Yeah. If you're trying to learn a trade or a craft, hang around some people that's got a trade or craft that they do. Yeah. If you're trying to get out of the mud, you're not going to be standing with somebody who's in the mud. You're going to be standing with somebody who's got out and be able to ask the question. Yeah. Be like, you know what? How did you do it? You know, a lot of people are scared to ask, like, how did you do it? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are held back because people think people are going to be like, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Why would I tell you? You know, but that's because of the old traditions that it's been here so long. You're right. And and here's and here's what and here's what I'll say, man. I mean, I've I've even just in 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 the time of I've been doing this, you know, maybe eighteen months, something like that. You know, I'm I've tried to hand off, you know, some ideas and some skills to a lot of folks. And sometimes you feel there there's a there's a difference between the people that will use the knowledge yep. that yeah. they take from you yeah. to better themselves, and there's a difference between those folks and the people that'll just straight rip you off. Yeah, and like. You know, we got to stop being so worried about yeah. who's going to rip you off. Yeah, you just got to go do it. Got to do it, right? Like I, yeah. I, I, I think, man, we're we're in the middle of this conversation now, and I can mm-hmm. just think of a very specific incident that's mm-hmm. tied to mm-hmm. this idea of the entertainment industry mm-hmm. in Southern Illinois mm-hmm. and getting ripped off years ago. I mean, it's not been like years, years ago. It's been like three to five years. Yeah. But the point is, like, <laughs> I didn't get ripped off by somebody and yeah. then go, ah. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna do this anymore. I'm gonna feel, you know, been out of shape about it because somebody else, you know, took from me, you know, and didn't and didn't put back yeah. in. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna set myself down. It's like yeah. no, no. Nope. I got even more fire now because now yeah. I want to go find more, more people, people. that yeah. don't just want to rip me off but want to do this with me. Yeah. And then we're gonna make something yeah. and forget the people that ever ripped you off to begin with yeah. because you're gonna go out and make something all the more spectacular than what they could ever imagine because they don't have all of your ideas up here. All they have is that one piece that they ever took from you and didn't think to stay in your life. Yeah. That's why when you got an idea, you surf it out there. Yeah. You don't get all the way on the board with them. Yeah. You just put the board out there on the water, (laughs) you know, so they got the, they got some of the idea, but they still, they still can't think like you. Yeah. No matter if they got the idea, it's not going to come out how it's supposed to, because yep. you haven't gave them all the intricate parts yep. of the idea that truly is going to make that work. Well, and it, I mean, you may yeah. even not even know it yourself. Yeah. I mean, I can, yeah. I can think of yeah. how, how this idea, you know, what has now become this creator Dale concept mm-hmm. has, has evolved over the years just because I identified what is something that can be, you know, uh, economically sustaining and fits the identity of Carbondale and Southern Illinois as a whole. And the idea was, well, the, the entertainment industry. Yeah. Right. And then from there, uh, you know, not knowing what it was, but having to go through the motion of the, of the exploration that leads to something like 
a hyper local podcast yeah. that we're on right now to talk about this, to talk about these things that will ultimately, in another two years, be mm-hmm. completely different than what it is now. But we'll be able to go back and reference and say, oh, well, we talked about this years ago. Yeah. And yeah. we just kept working at it, and now we got to this next yeah. stage here. Yeah. I wonder what five years from now is going to yeah. look like. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, you have to talk it into existence, man. Yeah. The whole thing is you got to put it out there so somebody, because like, like I said before, you asked me the question, like, man, did you ever think you was going to be doing radio? Do you think it was going to be going here? <laughs> no, I didn't. But somebody else put it out there, yeah. and then I was able to reach it. So a lot of things that, you know, being from a small town that people don't think is attainable, mm-hmm. if you put it out there like, yo, this is a possibility, yeah. then you start sparking people's minds. They're like, you know what? This can happen. You know, just seeing Cortland on TV, yeah. him in little action, on 106 in part uh-huh. sparked a million kids mind in this area like yeah. yo i can make it out yeah i can actually get on tv have my music on the radio i can do it just by seeing somebody they know that's from their neighborhood yeah. that's actually doing it gave them the opportunity and that's all we got to do man we got to be able to show them that if you want to start a podcast man you can do one you can do it right here from Carbondale. And it doesn't even have to be good. good. Like, practice and be bad yeah. for a yeah. little bit. Man, be bad. A backstory's not good if you don't have some silly nickname that you start off with at the first go-round, and it took yeah. you two or three names yeah. to get it right. right. Yeah. I'm thinking of some people in particular, but that's okay. I'm not going to say any <laughs> names because I'm not trying to start beef on the podcast. Right. But, no- <laughs> right. Right. but like, I mean, you can you can look at any yeah. number of folks, right? I mean, I, yeah. you know, I... I can think of co- comedians that yeah. have changed their shtick over time. Yeah. I can think of any number of artists that, you know, you know, different bands and, mm-hmm. and different stage names and all that stuff. It has taken them, you know, multiple runs at yeah. it to become whatever is still not a fully finished form yeah. of themselves. Cause ultimately you never, you never stop changing, right? Oh, yeah. We're always oh, yeah. getting older. Oh, yeah. We're always becoming something oh, different. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. if you want to, if you stop growing, then, you know, then what what's the ceiling at? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, people like when you evolve. Like, we look at Kevin Hart. A lot of people like, he not funny. He not doing this. But he evolved so much that now he's through the roof. Yeah. Like, you know, but he's still evolving more. Yeah. Like, once you stop evolving, then, you know, your, your, your ability to be able to do things stop. You mm-hmm. know, you want to be able to change. Like, on my with, with my radio show, man, I'm just getting started. Yeah. You know, I'm... Learning to interview people. I'm watching other people. I'm taking tricks from them. Like, oh, <laughs> yep. okay, I like that. You know, I'm, I'm going to use that. I'm uh-huh. going to try that, you know, and, it's, and I'm getting better, you know. And, you know, and I'm like, okay, he do a little jokes on there. So I'm going to try to look, do, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, just take different things. And, you know, and you just keep bringing this gumbo together where until it's like, oh, I got something special, <laughs> you know, and, you yeah. know, and it's like it's my own specialness, you know, mm-hmm. that I got. And then I'm still evolving with the specialness that I got, you know, that way you keep your fans. And it's not like that sophomore album after you drop that first album and they like, man, that sophomore album sucked mm-hmm. because that first <laughs> that first album was so hot because uh-huh. we put so much passion in it. When he got to the second one, he was like, yo, I'm a star now. No, you want to be like, you know what? I'm still on that first album. Every time I get on this microphone, every time I put my podcast out here, every time I get on the radio, I want to make it feel like this is the first time yeah. I got on here. Absolutely. You, if, if you don't, the second that it starts not causing your heart to yeah. flutter, yeah. right? Anytime that you feel comfortable, yeah. when you flip that switch, when you yeah. step out on stage, when yeah. that light goes yeah. on, when that crowd goes yeah. up, when whatever happens, like if you are comfortable in that, yeah. it's not right. I don't care. I don't care if you are yeah. Jay Z. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The you know, one of the most wealthy media entrepreneurs yeah. on the planet, one of the most yeah. capable, you know, media producing individuals on this planet. He'd still guarantee that he gets some kind of flutter Man, before that, he steps out on that stage because yeah. that's yeah. That's how you know that yeah. you're still alive in all this. Man, the butterflies is there, man. And he's I I've DJ um Five thousand, ten thousand, you know, to two hundred yeah. to a hundred. But no matter what, when I get on that stage and I'm behind that DJ board, man, hey, them butterflies is yeah. flying, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like, uh, it's not like you questioning yourself, uh-huh. but it's just like, 
I got to do this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just that feeling, man. And I got that same feeling when I used to get get on the microphone to perform, mm -hmm. you know, from doing the interview. I'm always in my head like, man, it's got to <laughs> go right. You know what I'm saying? Like, But you in life, man, it's going to be hiccups. Yeah. It's going to be different things you're going to have to work around. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be some obstacles. you like... Man, I wasn't ready for that one, mm -hmm. but uh, we got it. We got it out of it, you know. But you know, you just gotta keep going, man. So yeah, like you said, man. Once them butterflies leave, then that's when you start hearing people saying, "I'm I'm ready to retire. I don't want to do it no more <laughs> because it's not fun. The yeah. love is gone. You know what I'm saying? That's that love. When you get them butterflies, that's that love because mm -hmm. you got a passion. That's that passion inside you, man. So, man, keep them butterflies. Don't let nobody tell you if you got butterflies, you scared or you're not a true artist or uh -huh. something like that. Because a lot of people tell people like, man, oh, when, you are, when you're a real artist, you shouldn't get butterflies. Who says that? <laughs> if you're in love, when you, when you see your wife or anything, you get butterflies. Uh -huh. So that lets you know, like, it's real. It's still there. Like, man, I've been with my wife 26 years. I still get butterflies. <laughs> that lets me know it's real. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's real. You know, um, do ups and downs, trials and tribulations. No matter what you go through, those butterflies going to be there, man. And your kids still not giving a damn after yeah, all these years. Unless you, you didn't know, know that it's real. it's real, man. It's real. It's real. It's real. real do the kid, I mean, do the kids even recognize man. what's going on right now? Or man. are they just like... Whatever, Dad. Man, I'm. You know, I'm. You know, it's what's so crazy is I'm like I'm Dad. You know, uh -huh. what I'm saying my 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 son and my daughter. You know, my oldest two, they like they proud, they happy, but I'm Dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. But my eight year old, like man, my eight year my eight year old make me feel like I'm. I'm Jay-Z. I'm Nas. I'm like, she's like, my dad's a DJ. She go to school like my dad's a DJ. He on a radio station. And he's a rapper, too. You know, go to his YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, I'm like, man, you my manager. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, I'm like, this is my manager right here. Like, like she she makes me feel like I'm a superstar, yeah. man. Like, you know, like, like she get it. Like, she she really gets, like, the work that I put in. Uh -huh. How how diligent I am when it comes to doing what I'm doing. Like she she'll come back, she'll come in the studio like, yo, I like to sing. She loves to sing. She just loves to sing. Mm -hmm. And she like, man, can I be a DJ one day if I want to? I said, you can be anything you want to be in the world. You know I tell you what, man, that that is, I I I I appreciate the skills of of all of our of all of our peers right now. Yeah, in the performing arts world. Mm -hmm in town and around town mm -hmm. but but in 15 years when everybody's kids are starting to get just a little bit more grown yeah you know we start hitting 20s 25s yeah. 30s yeah. with the kids yeah that have all grown up with this yeah you know i just see just seeing t white do a video with his daughter the other day yeah. <laughs> right when he was yeah. like you know what my daughter ass yeah dad's yeah. gotta go out there and yeah yeah show TikTok what's up it's That's like true. that yeah. that type of encouragement to the next generation and then being able to provide them an established network to say you're already plugged in yeah. you're already plugged in you're already here there's already this legacy that yeah. exists just yeah. like you just gotta you just gotta like take it on people don't know how to don't want to be dad man mm -hmm. they want to stay in the in the mold of being the artist like you know I, I respect T. White for, for the things that he be doing you yeah. know what I'm saying like you T white, but at the end of the day, you dad. Yeah. You dad to her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so she ready to do the TikTok video. You got to show up and show out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because hey, you T white, and yep. you know what I'm saying. You got to show up and show out. You know, and I, and 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 it's good to see those interactions because we need to need those things to be seen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, we, I'm thinking about. I mean, Ricky, I've got I got to get. Uh, I you know. I, I started talking to Ricky at the start of the pandemic was like, Hey man, your kids want to shoot some videos. Let's get them in here and shoot some videos, whatever. Yeah. We never, we haven't gotten around to it at this yeah. point, but like, I still see him taking the kids to, uh, taking the kids to like some sort of production space, yeah. shooting videos with them, like giving them like, this is what they do. Not yeah. just for fun. And like the kids don't even think yeah. now that it's anything other than fun because it's yeah. what they love to do. But they'll, yeah. when they start realizing, Oh, well I, I'm supposed to get a job. I'm <laughs> supposed to pay these bills. 
Like I'm supposed to be grown. <laughs> yeah. And wait, I can be grown and still just utilize yeah. these same skills yeah. that you know dad's taught dad me. Dad invested as I'm grown in me. Yep, like, yep, yep. Dad invested in the in this time and effort. Because yeah. a lot of time and effort when it comes to investing in a kid, man. Yeah. And doing stuff like this, like the entertainment. Yep. It's just it's it's almost hard as doing being an athlete, you know, yeah. traveling them all the world, all over the world, following yep. them to play games and stuff like that. Yep. This entertainment reign is kind of tough right now, being that everybody's on social media mm-hmm. and every you know you got to find that that gimmick that makes you stand out yep. uh, better than the next person, you know. And you know with TikTok and all these things taking over, man, you know, pfft, sky's the limit though. You know, yep. it, it allows a kid from Carbondale, Murfreesboro, Marion, to be able to say, you know what? I can reach the world and millions of people at the click of a button. Yep. Which is crazy. (laughs) How's it been? I mean, just being, because I mean, you've been been able to see it and engage it really through the start of the digital revolution here, right? I mean, it's it's one thing for a guy like Robbie or like Joe C to like, you know, they 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 made their entire yeah. careers on yeah. you know analog activity, yeah. and then just when it came time to digitize, okay, well let's just digitize yeah. and whatever. But like you know, your starting point was it digitization? Man, no, no, it okay, was sorry. It, <laughs> it, it, it. I mean, my starting point was digitization. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. the internet and all that stuff wasn't really popping when I was up, you know what I'm saying? I had to actually get out and go to these record labels yeah. and take my music over there. It wasn't easy as these emails and these things that these artists are able to do now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it wasn't as much, it wasn't as digitized as it is now, man. You know, like right now it's like it's easier, but it's harder because it's oversaturated. Yeah. Now you've got, now you've got to stand out because yeah. okay, it's a thousand emails a day versus 10 people walking through a door now instead of having to go through the journey that yeah. gets you through the door you just got to be able to squeeze, squeeze through, through a much smaller, smaller space, space yeah to get into it yeah it's it's it's, it's e- like i said it's easier but it's tougher because like you said you got to stand out yeah and your email or whatever because your email not personal yeah that's just another click on the button so it has to have something in that email that makes them say you know what i'm gonna click this one mm-hmm. When you walk through the door, they have to greet you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that journey was tough. That journey was tough to be able to, because I just can't go to New York and walk into uh, Uptown Records because they says no solicitation. Yeah. I got to be invited. So I got to go here and figure out how do I get this invite uh-huh. to come in and get them my music. You know what I'm saying? So, man. With how it is now, because it's just look at let's, let's go to talk about DJing. Mm-hmm. Like when um, DJs had to carry crates oh, of man. records with the with the Technique twelve hundreds with the turntables uh-huh. into the venue, and then now you don't have a computer that's actually analyzing the tracks and counting the BPMs for you. Mm-hmm. You re- you got to pull this record out, and you got to know what goes with this record uh-huh. off of what you pulling. Uh-huh. You know and you really got to have an ear. Now it doesn't take a true ear mm-hmm. because the computer is going to analyze. Mm-hmm. It's going to sync it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to spit it. You know what I'm saying? All you got to do is be able to count. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I love my I love my new DJs. You know what I'm saying? I'm but a new no, but DJ. But nothing replaces that old crate. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but it saves some backs because, hey, yeah. man, carrying those records through there, man, that had to be tough, man. But yeah. now all you need is a hard drive. well and that and that says something for the other aspect and this ties right back into kind of the start of the conversation which is you know live live radio listen to people talk Mm -hmm. listen to people like Mm -hmm. feeling like you're there in the moment with somebody it's the same idea with any of this media that we make now how do you make it feel like it's got presence of the hand right how do you make it feel like there's a physical component to this digital thing what makes it human really because without some sort of yeah. minor flaw, without mm-hmm. some sort of you know unique change or altercation to the media, mm-hmm. it's just you know yeah. a robot. <laughs> just a robot, real talk. It's just it's, it. It comes down to your personality, man. Yeah, the personality of the person running it, who behind the microphone, you know, production. 
Yep. Production is a big key in anything that you do, man. You got to have somebody that's true to the production of what's going on, man. You know, and I produce my own show. Uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of thought that goes into my live show. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't go go back in the studio and be like, yo, you know, today I'm just going to um, throw some music on. Hope this artist come through, <laughs> ask them a, some just some random things, uh -huh. and you know. But you know, it's always a thought process. Like on my Fridays, I got R and B Fridays. So on Fridays, we we playing old school R and B, new school R and B. You know, all these different things. So I try to inter interview somebody that, that's an R and B artist, uh -huh. or somebody that's tied in to the R and B game on Fridays, and it's just kind of set the mood and the vibe for your weekend to get you ready to be able to relax with your family and stuff like that. On Mondays, it's Motivation Monday. So I bring somebody on that's going to talk some motivational mm -hmm. things and do do different things that's going to motivate you. Like, I got a business, and I, I came from here, and this is where I'm at now. So it's, it's a message to the madness, but it's like you got to drive them down the road. You got to... You gotta paint a picture for them to be able to see, man, and it gotta sound vivid, you know. And yeah. and when you talking, people listen, you know. And that's one thing about the voice. It when it's fake, they can tell it's fake. <laughs> it's the truth, you know. They can tell it's fake when yeah. it, when there's no passion in your voice and mm -hmm. the things that you're talking about, it gets dry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's time to be like, oh man, you know what? I'm finna turn the I'm finna turn the channel mm -hmm. because this just sounds like. The same thing I hear over and over again. When you got passion, when it's real, it's magnetic. People going to connect. And that's what we've done this podcast. Episode 76 of the WTF Carbondale Podcast. We've connected. And we're going to keep connecting. And we're not going to stop connecting because that's what we do. This little place we call home. Have a good one, folks. Whatever that one may be.